The first proclamation was not, Alleluia, Christ is risen. It was, I have seen the Lord. Let it not be lost on you that the first proclaimer in the scriptures was a female, was a woman. If you were writing the story to try to prove a fact in ancient times, you would never have a woman making the first proclamation, giving the first evidence. They had no standing in court. So it's fascinating to me that it is Mary, the first witness, the first proclaimer, the first preacher of our faith. But the first proclamation was not, Alleluia, Christ is risen. It was really tears. She got up early that morning and and went to the tomb, I'm I'm assuming, to to pray or to perhaps get someone to roll away the stone so that she she could actually prepare the body in the way that it actually needed to be prepared, even though it had been three days. And she got there, and she saw the stone had been rolled away, and she assumed what we would all assume, which is the worst. That someone had stolen the body. She didn't even, according to John, she didn't even go in and look. That's how distraught she was. She's like, okay, I got to go. I got to go get some of the other disciples. We've got to, they got to see this. So she goes back. She gets two of the disciples and they come running. And one of them doesn't even go in. It's fascinating to me. They come up to this place. They come to the tomb. The stones rolled away. One of them doesn't even go in. The other one looks in and sees that, that the, the, the claws, the grave claws that are there have been, have been nicely folded and rolled up and put beside where he had been laid. I mean, if you were going to steal a body, you're probably not going to take the grave claws off. But they were laying there. And so the men, with nothing else to do apparently, went back to where the other disciples were, we suppose. But Mary stood weeping at the empty tomb. She stood weeping at the empty tomb, overcome probably by the grief of losing her friend and her Savior, of wondering what was next, of having her expectations completely changed. She was expecting to find a body to be cared for, to be, to be um, mourned, and there was nothing but an empty tomb. And so she stood there weeping, assuming the worst. How often is it in our own lives that we go someplace and we are expecting certain things, and when we come upon them, we come upon an empty tomb and we assume the worst? Maybe a relationship ends. Maybe someone dies. Maybe we are afflicted with an addiction or an illness. Or we struggle with depression or anxiety. And we assume the worst. We stand at the empty tomb weeping. Wondering what could possibly go wrong next. 
But then there's a twist in the story, isn't there? A couple of angels show up. I love it when angels show up in the Scripture. And this is one of the only places where the angels, the first thing out of their mouth is not, do not fear. They say, why? Why are you weeping? I mean, they don't get it. They, they must understand that something else is happening here. But why are you weeping? And then, unexpectedly, Jesus shows up. And she doesn't recognize him. Well, of course, why would she? She's not expecting to see him. The tomb's empty. The body's gone. In her mind, he's dead. (laughs) Dead men don't tell tales. They don't rise up. But then he says her name. And she recognizes him. And so just imagine here, the unexpected now turns into the unexplicable and I'm sure she wanted to just grab him and, and even though she probably didn't understand what was going on, just grab him and hold on to him and be with him and, 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 and worship him and, and, and stand with him. But he says, don't hold on to me. I have yet some place to go. But go back and tell my brothers. In another scripture passage, it says, he says, tell them to go back to Galilee. I'm going to come see them there. Where is it in our lives that we are standing at the empty tomb? Weeping. Not knowing what to do. I think there are plenty of empty tombs in our world today. Don't you? Syrian refugees, famine in the Sudan, other places, bombs being dropped, chemical and otherwise. There's homelessness, hunger, child abuse, there's bullying, there's economic turmoil. There are broken relationships. There's depression and anxiety and addictions. Unnamed empty tombs that we could stand weeping at in our inaction. But for those of us who have been captured by the good news of Jesus that know more about the story than what these initial people did, we know that there is more to this story than just an empty tomb. That there is a life beyond standing and weeping and looking at things that we assume are dead or not able to be changed. And that is the call to us today. To be thinking about the tombs that we stand in front of and asking, where is the resurrection? Where does it lead me? Where does it call me to begin to live into a new life? Because sometimes we Christians get it wrong. We talk about the resurrection as if it's something that happened to Jesus and then it's going to happen to us sometime later. 
That we're waiting for resurrection to happen in our own lives, but that is absolutely not the case. We are not to be standing at the empty tomb. We are supposed to go back to Galilee, back to our lives, back to our work, back to our communities, and we are supposed to be, begin to live an awakened, resurrected life. A life that stands and weeps no more, but a life that witnesses as Mary did. We have seen the Lord. And so today, as you think about where, is, where are those empty tombs in my life? Where am I standing inactive? Where have I not been awakened by the resurrection of Christ, the overcoming of the powers and the principalities and everything that we thought was as it was and ever would be, the overcoming of all the things that we thought stood in our way that kept us from God? Where is it that you can now begin to live a resurrected life? Because the resurrection is available today and every day. May you move from weeping in front of the empty tombs and may you begin your resurrected life. In Jesus' name, today. Amen.